Love your doggies. The Greyhound leader. RSN 927. And we've got Sandown's Jason Adams joining us to talk all the latest in Greyhound news. How are you, Jase? Good afternoon, Ards. I'm well. And, yeah, another big week in Greyhound racing, of course. We've got a Group 1 ahead of us this Saturday night in Sydney. And, of course, uh, as always, plenty to report in the local scene as well. And uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the highlights. First of all, the Warrigal Cup won by Dinah Hunter last Saturday. Yeah, look, it was outstanding, and I guess it was probably only a matter of time before this Greyhound won a country cup like he has. He was boxed perfectly out in box number eight on Saturday night, and that was always going to give him room to use his pace. It's exactly what he did. He didn't make a mistake, which you can't do in these uh, big group finals. And once he hit the front, there wasn't really any, anyone who was going to give him danger in the run to the line. He was too good, and I mentioned how he was drawn perfectly in box number eight. He's now seven from seven from the draw, so a faultless record and look, he deserves this Donna Hunter because we know the story behind him, how he was the fastest heat winner back in the Geelong uh, Cup Series back in October. He drew box number eight, we've just spoken about how good a record he's had from the draw. He had to be scratched from that final, so heartbreak for the Collins team on that occasion. Then went to the Ballarat Cup about a month later and then led all the way. He broke 25 seconds before being run down by Aston Cometo. It was outstanding, so it was Drew Donna Hunter and uh, certainly deserved this one. And I mentioned the Collins team as well. It was an emotional win for them, no doubt. A, a bit of relief, um, a part of that too, given the, the situation um, prior with Geelong and Ballarat. So um, deserved it. And they've got a, a real star on their hands here, the Collins team, with Donna Hunter, of course. Had great success just a few years ago uh, with a, a genuine star named Lamia Bale. She's a Group 1 winner um, and looks like uh, this boy here, Donna Hunter, is the next one, the star to come out of that kennel. And, Look, where does he go to now? I think he probably looks towards the Australian Sprint here at Sandown Park next uh, Thursday night. He hasn't really got a big scalp under his belt yet uh, over the 500 metres, but I think as his career goes on, he'll get better over the distance and obviously flying over the short course at the moment. So uh, hopefully we do see him uh, here at Sandown next Thursday night for the Australian Sprint. Definitely. So that's uh, Dinah Hunter. And also on the same night, Dinah Chancer broke uh, a track record. Yeah, look, it was a terrific performance by Donna Chancer, of course, leading into the race. Although he is an established star of the staying ranks, he, uh, the spotlight was probably taken off him a little bit because, of course, we had the return of Rip and Sam. Uh, things didn't go Rip and Sam's way, but Donna Chancer took full advantage of that. He was well supported leading into the race. He was about $2.80 into even money, and I guess a lot of people just probably didn't expect uh, Rip and Sam to bounce back to the peak of his powers on his on his first outing from a long break, and, and look, Donna Chance, he was just outstanding. Uh, Ring the bell held the track record uh, over the 600 metres there at Warrigal with a 38.82. Donna Chance went 38.58, so he smashed the record by four lengths, which is a fair margin uh, for Rennie Graham breaking a track record over any distance. And not only did he clean up the record there, but he also took out the third split record. So a clean sweep for Donna Chance there. And look, as I said before, he's an established star for staying ranks, but I think. Uh, with his record-breaking run. He goes to another level. In terms of where he goes to next, I think uh, I mentioned the Australian Sprint next Thursday night. I don't think it'll be a part of that, but the other feature race on the night is the Maidment Memorial over the 595. And, look, a bit of luck. I hope we'll see him in there because, look, he's flying at the moment and uh, will be the one to beat uh, if he is to go that way. And uh, also um, in the um, also um, Rip and San uh, unfortunately uh, went to miss um, with his return to racing in that same race. Yeah, as I mentioned, he, he was engaged in that race as well, and we're all excited to have him return to the track. But after about 60 metres into the race, 
he dropped back sharply, and I think all of us who were watching on, hope, hoping that uh, we'd see Rip and Sam at least put together a respectable run, he drifted back in the field pretty sharply, and I think when he did that, we're all fearing for the worst, and Look, I was one, I was out at a party and I was just waiting for the steward report to come up to see how serious the injury was. It was obvious that something had gone wrong for him. Um, from the steward report, it was reported that he hurt his triangle muscle, also injured his calf and will take a course of anti-inflammatories following the run. But I spoke to Rob Britton just before and he says the injuries that come out of Saturday night isn't too bad. So Rip and Sam's just going to have a couple of quiet weeks on the sidelines and then he'll be back in action. And uh, that's relieving news after, I think we all, as I said, feared the worst, but uh, certainly uh, some reasonably good news to come out of it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, what about Tornado Tears? Well, this is the uh, the question on the mind of many Greyhound fans. I know any time we put uh, a lot of the popular stuff up on Facebook, the, the number one question that comes in is, where is Tornado Tears? He's he dominated 2018. He's been off the scene for a few months. I can tell you that he will trial here at Sandown Park tomorrow. Um, and he has trialled a couple of times leading up to tomorrow. So he's well and truly uh, in the full swing of his comeback. He'd expect it to go well tomorrow. He's going to trial out of the 715-metre boxes and just travel around the 500-metre mark. So it's fantastic to hear that he is on his way back. He should go well. Where he goes to after that, who knows? Is he going well enough to be brought straight back in the racing? As I mentioned, it's Thursday week for that made memorial memorial. Uh, over the 595, we'll wait and find out. But uh, if you want to see how Tornado Tears goes, uh, you can check up on our social media channels sometime tomorrow. Okay, so that's uh, um, that there. Uh, what about uh, Pools of Thunder Heats, uh, which were ran last Saturday? Yeah, look, uh, a set of seven heats there, and they were all very good and look, hoped that they stole the show. How often do we say that? But we're saying it yet again. He ran down Buck's Future, and Buck's Future is a very fast animal. He went 29.58 in his own right, and you set that time aside, it's the fastest of the night, apart from the ground you're running down. Poked the bear went 29.55, and I think all of us that were watching him do his thing, we just thought, wow, to give a dog as quick as Buck's future a start out front, running down, amazing. I don't think any of us are surprised. Uh, by the way, Poked the bear is racing at the moment, but to certainly uh, continue to admire what he's doing, and I think uh, given the quality of, of what he is doing, we cannot um, take it for granted. He's an absolute star not only of this generation, but I think of the last few years. He's an out-and-out star, and he'll be a force to be reckoned with in the Ports of Thunder final. Other standout heat winners, we saw Miss Glenda Miro uh, win heat number five in 29.73. She led all the way uh, on her home ground. Cash point in the opening heat was very good. Uh, Federal Lily uh, won heat number four in 29.87. What's the biggest story out of that was probably my redeemer, not finding much luck and being put out of the series. In terms of the box draw for the final, I went with Park this Saturday night. No surprise to see uh, Poke the Bear come up as the favourite after drawing a box number eight. And I heard Jason Thompson speak on a, another program uh, yesterday. He said he was either hoping for box one, two or eight. So he's got the third preference in box number eight. We will see Poke the Bear run straight. So just a matter of how well the ones inside of him go. And we know if he sits around third or fourth, that he's absolutely game on because he'll hit the line harder than what any other greyhound win in this field. Second line of the market, we've got Miss Linda Miro at $3.50. Caitlin Keeping from box number four at five fifty, then Cash Point at six fifty. Bucks Future, of course, run down by Poke the Bear in his heat. He's at $8. So that's the pause of Thunder final this Saturday night at Wentworth Park, and it looks to be a beauty, and I think all of us who are caught in the wind of Poke the Bear are hoping uh, he can get the job done in ridiculous fashion yet again.
yeah, exactly. And uh, of course, we've also got uh, the summer distant plates uh, heats that were ran uh, there last week too. Yeah, two heats of those for the stays. We saw Book of Luck shock the punters in the first heat, winning at odds of twenty six dollars in forty two and twenty three. But I think the second heat was probably the one that held the quality of the night, and we saw the Queen of Wentworth Park, Poco Dorado, win. 41 and 95, and it was a terrific win as well. And look, I'll be honest, I backed um, Bacali to try and take on Pocatarada and beat her, but she was just too good. She's now 11 of 11 track and distance at Wentworth Park. So I mentioned she is well and truly the queen of Wentworth Park. She's come up with box number one in the final. She does look incredibly hard to beat. I'm not sure how they beat her here. She was the fastest, clearly, out of the heats, and she's got the draw. She begins well. So cannot see her being beaten, number one, Pocatarada. Uh, we saw Bacali, who was the second fastest of that series. He's drawn awkwardly in box number seven. Um, and Double G, of course, the star Queenslander, strutting his stuff in New South Wales at the moment. Drawn box number five. So big night at Wentworth Park this Saturday night. Of course, the Group 1 Pause of Thunder, as mentioned, and also Summer Distance Plate and the Poco Dorado, absolutely the one to be there. And also, uh, we've got the Devonport Cup on today. Yeah, 2.22 this afternoon. That goes around as a Group 2 event. And we see some uh, familiar names head down there. This, the Despacito is the favourite with tap.com.au at $2.50. Of course, as Victorian punters, we know him uh, well. He spent a lot of his time racing here in Victoria. Just browsing his second line in the market at $3.50. Sacred Shadow 480. Emerald Rainbow. Now, we know him, another Victorian sprinter, trained by Dave McGill. He will show early pace. He's around $8.50. And I've got to mention number four, Zipping Blades. He's a... A rough chance of $26, but uh, no doubt there'll be a big team supporting him. Of course, trained by uh, popular young trainer, Matty Lanigan. Of course, Matty's no stranger. The group success down in Tassie, of course, he took out the Hobart Thousands a few years ago with Zipping Bruiser. So uh, good luck to Matty with Zipping Blaze. That's the Devonport Cup. Race eight down there today at uh, just after 2 o'clock. Very good. Thanks, Jason.